Thanks for checking out this message from Spring Mountain. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, swimmountcf.co.uk. Or join us every Sunday from 11am at Abbey Road in Barrow and Furness. If you would like us as a church to pray for you, then please email prayer at springmountcf.co.uk. Doing something, I wasn't quite sure what. And the first person to speak on, on this course, on this evening, uh, was Pastor Pete of Green Pastures. So I was immediately struck by this guy who looks like Father Christmas. Um, and as it turns out, he's a lot better than Father Christmas because he'll go out and buy you some houses. So how, how good's that? <laughs> um, and so I, I immediately um, could sense his heart and compassion for people. Um, and then I got prayed for in the evening. Somebody said, two things are going to happen to you. I've got the time to go through it, but those two things happened to me exactly as he'd prayed. Um, I felt led out of being a financial advisor. And one, again, it's a long story, but lots of things happened. And I ended up getting involved in homelessness and started to look at setting up our own projects. I'm in, in Harrogate and North Yorkshire. And uh, I remember going to our first Green Pastures conference and Pastor Pete saying encouragingly, unless you're doing something stupid, it's probably not from the Lord. <laughs> so, um, well, I thought, well, this sounds pretty stupid, what we're about to do. So I must, we must be on the right track. Um, so that was, that was Pastor Pete for you. And I was hoping he was going to be here tonight, but he's, he's all, always all over the place. He couldn't make it. Um, so... If we could go to the next slide, please. So Green Pastures is a partnership of four um, because we've got God. We've got Pastor Pete, there he is, looking like Father Christmas. We've got Vicky Woodley in the corner there and Andrew Cunningham, Pete's son. So just to explain, Pastor Pete became a, he was an AOG pastor in Southport. He immediately when he arrived, he got struck by the homelessness situation in there. It was dreadful. There were people sleeping underneath the pier. So he, he felt God saying he should do something about it. He went to the council. They were talking about speaking to the EU for a grant. So Pete waited. He, came, he went back to them and they said, yes, we've got this grant. It's 900,000, but we've committed the money. So Pastor Pete goes back to his bedroom, falls on his knees, says, Lord, I thought you were telling me to get involved in homelessness. What's going on? And the Lord says, I didn't tell you to go run into the council. Um, if that, that scripture, 1 John 3, 17, if your brother's in need and you've got material possessions and you do nothing about it, where's the love of God in you? Or the other, the other version says, don't shut up the bowels of your compassion. Um, and he was also reminded of the Good Samaritan uh, who took total responsibility of somebody he'd never met. And so Pete continued on this journey um, I felt the Lord saying to put his hand in his own pocket because he had a small pension that was maturing of £6,000. Vicky in the corner there, she was in the church office. She'd had a difficult time. She'd had a divorce. Um, husband had left her. Um, but she felt moved by Pete's vision that he'd been given and put a hand, hand in her pocket by remortgaging a house. So together they got about £30,000 and bought two flats. And so it just started like that, really. It was just very, um, very small, started housing people, taking them from underneath the pier. I mean, when you think about it, Pete was, 
way ahead of his time because they call it housing first. Well, Pete didn't know what he was doing. He was just loving, loving the Lord and loving these people. And so he started housing them. Um, this went on for about four years. And then there was um, a lady from the Times newspaper contacted them and said, could I spend some time with you? I've got Homeless Sunday coming up and I've got nothing to write. So she came, Pete gave her an hour and a half. He said, what are you doing for the rest of the day? She says, I'm going home. I've got the train at seven o'clock. She says, what, what are you doing until then? So she said, well, I'm with you for the day. At which point he said he, he panicked because he knew that at half past 11 he was going to see this guy, Jed Bold, who um, was an alcoholic. He just put him in there into this flat. He knew that the flat would be, there'd be tinnies up to the uh, ceiling, uh, there'd be underpants on the floor and dishes, you know, um, in the sink, unwashed. And this, this lady, who's a Times newspaper reporter, would write this terrible report about him and he'd, he'd never be seen again. Um, but when she got into the, into the flat, it was exactly as he envisaged, but he'd forgotten this guy was a failed academic. Sorry, he's an academic, but his life had Gone, gone to pot, you know, he'd had a failed relationship. And so, um, but this lady and him, there was a meeting of minds and they chatted away for, for uh, an hour. Um, and of course, what she wanted was a story. She had a brilliant story of this guy because um, now he was safe uh, and he'd had a very difficult time. So uh, Pete dropped her off at the station and she flung her arms around him and said, I've not, never seen anything like it in my journalistic career and wrote a three-page article calling him God's estate agent. <laughs> um, and then, uh, as a result of that, different churches from around the country said, well, can you, can you buy us houses? You know, he remarks that, you know, they were, you know, these guys weren't just asking you for a tenner, they were asking for you for £120,000 to buy houses. So they managed to cobble money together to buy a chaplaincy in Shrewsbury, a house in Stoke. Um, that chaplaincy went on to house hundreds of people, and the reoffending rate for that of those houses was just went from about 70%, the national average, down to 4%. So it just shows you if you love people and you care for people, uh, you put something in, you invest in them, it, it reaps amazing dividends and so that was our first partner in fact we were probably weren't even calling them partners at that point but that's what they became partners um, this guy had a similar heart to Pete just loved people want, wanted to see them um, you know have a proper life and come to know Jesus um, and so that's how Green Pastures started it was never the intention to go national but it was never some supervision that a supervision that God had given us at the start. It had just developed, as these visions often do. And so we started to go national. Um, Andrew Cunningham in the bottom left hand, uh, right-hand corner, he's a director, but at the time, he was a young lad. He was putting his pocket money into green pastures, so, so now he's a director. So it's a, it's a partnership of four. It always will be. Um, we're expanding all the time, but the nucleus is still there of, uh, of the, the core and the heart of green pastures. So the next one. And this is a little video about um, our partners talking at a partner conference about what it means to them to be a, a partner of green pastures. So the, 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 the most important thing, uh, one of the most important things I wanted to convey tonight was our relationship with our partners. So 
we're praying that you become a partner because we know there's extraordinary need in Barrow. Um, but this is what a partnership should be like in the kingdom. So it's not about us going down to subsection 4.6 of the lease and saying you haven't done this. It's about when, when things are going tough for you, we mourn with you. And when things are going well for you, we rejoice with you. And that is what Green Pastures is all about. Um, so that, that is the heart, that we, we're on a journey together. I'll, I'll give you an example that only happened this week. And, um, well, I don't want to put you off, but there was um, a murder in one of our houses in Wakefield. Um, it was, yes. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that one in. But, um, and um, it, it, was, it was unforeseeable. We don't, still don't know what's happened. So our partner ran Green Pastures. Um, the, the, he's got an amazing project. He's got 60 houses. I said to him, Andy, on Friday, you know, the, unfortunately, this will happen. You know, if, you, if you're, you're around for 10 years and you have 60 houses, this thing will, will happen. Um, but when he spoke to An Andrew at Green Pastures, Andrew said, right, you don't have to pay the lease for six months because the, the police have shut the house down for six months because it's a crime scene, you see. So that's just a little inkling of, of what we're like. You know, we're always trying to support you, the partner. Um, it's not about individual ambitions. It's about, about serving the Lord. Um, so that's what we're about. So next slide. Now... You, you might think we're buying you a house, but actually we're buying you a fishing boat. <laughs> because that's, that's what we're all about. As it's, um, it's Pastor Pete's favorite um, scripture, he that wins souls is wise. So that is what we're about. You know, we want to house people, we want to care for people, we want to love people, all of that stuff. And that's all good and well. Um, but we want to bring them to Jesus, don't we? Um, and, and of course you've got to be sensitive about it. You know, you, you can't make it conditional. That would be, that would be wrong. You, you know, at Green Pastures, we house people without discrimination or favor. Um, but we've got the greatest story ever told, haven't we? So why would we keep that out to ourselves? And um, so we, we, we like to take residents um, on a journey, on a journey of transformation because we believe, you know, everybody's got skills and abilities that have been put there by God. And of course, people have had a, a bad start in life. You know, they've maybe had childhood trauma. They've um, maybe fallen into addiction. They've maybe fallen into gangs and got into drugs. Um, but, you know, love covers over a multitude of sins, doesn't it? And with God, anything is possible. And we've seen it so many times where God changes people's lives and produces, because that's what God's good at, isn't it? Producing order out of chaos. So chaotic lives can become ordered, um, and we've seen it, and, it's, and they come to know the Lord, and it's beautiful. And that's, you know, that's why we do what we do. So I've got another um, clip here. It's a young lad called uh, Jordan uh, from York. How good's that one? <laughs> he was drinking 30 pints of beer uh, a day, um, it just completely got lost. Um, there was a lady, Anne, who was his support worker at Restore York. She just loved him. I mean, I guess she could have evicted him, but, you know, she, she, that's not how she saw it. She, she just loved him. She could see all the potential in him. Um, she managed to get him um, a little bit more settled, and then he went off to Teen Challenge, and um, he encountered God, and uh, 
you know, he's, I've heard he's just had a Christian marriage as well, so he's just, everything's, you know, on the up and up. But it's just because uh, somebody believed in him, isn't it? That's what we all need. We all need someone to believe in us, and, and that's what you can do as the partner. So, so again, transformation. There's some examples. We do a, an annual partner survey, so we asked them about their residence, and they said that 78% grew in faith. Um, those 14% of those were f first-time conversions, and um, this was a, one of our guys in Harrogate being baptised after an Alpha course um, in April in the River Nid, which wasn't very warm. I think he spent three days in bed afterwards. <laughs> so a few uh, stats about green pastures. Um, the, the partner map is probably a bit out of date because we're, we're, we're expanding all the time. Um, we, we had a um, fantastic moment in December where we hit the 1,000 residents. So from, as I say, from starting 20 years ago, uh, from, from housing two residents, we got to 1,000 in December. So that was amazing. And we've got 70 partners all around the country, all around the UK uh, with property. Uh, with 15 currently looking for their first house. Now, although we're housing in green pastures houses, 1,070, we've trained all our partners up, and what happens is uh, local landlords um, get in touch with them. And so when you add up all the people who have been housed through green pastures partners, it's around about 3,500. So I think the rough sleeper count last year was about 4,000. So we're nearly halfway there if you look at it from that point of view. And so 20, from an investment of 30,000 in 20 years, God has multiplied that to make that 30 million pounds in assets. So praise God. Only God can do that, can't he? <laughs> um, so just to explain uh, one of the ways green pastures is financed so it's a mixture of um, it's, we started off mortgaging properties but after about five years someone approached us and said I'd like to loan you some money so um, we thought that was fantastic but then what do we do do we give them an interest rate you know what do we do so they prayed about it and they felt God saying to give them five percent now um, if you remember, this was launched about 2008, when everything was going south. <laughs> Stock market was crashing and everything else. But uh, Pete was given that scripture, when it's, light in, when it's dark in Egypt, it's light in Goshen. So in other words, these are good Christian investors. Though the world's economy's crashing, my economy's not crashing. Um, and so since then, we've, kept, we've always paid the 5%. And, um, I mean, some, some people have, have written to us and said, this has transformed my retirement. You know, I'm on a small pension, but getting 5%. So I always think I was a former financial advisor. You know, with the stock market, it's always winners and losers. Um, with the loan stock, the investor wins, he gets 5%. The homeless person gets a house. How good's that? And you, as the partner, are released into your ministry. So that's God's economy. Everybody wins. Um, so we've had 22 million pounds invested since in the last 10 years, um, around about 1,000 investors, average investment of 10,000. Um, 
and we're, amazingly we're averaging about 600,000 a month. Uh, Green Pastures isn't well known, I guess some of you might not have heard of us, but it, it, uh, just the money comes in. Um, and, and also, shortly before the money's due to redeem, so you, the investor sets their term, so it can anything between one and 30 years. So say it's five years, we'll write to you after four years and nine months and say, what do you want to do with the money? Do you want, to, do you want us to pay it out or do you want to keep it going? And 70% of our investors actually say, yes, uh, we'd like to keep it going, which is fantastic. So, um, um, you know, 5%, you know, there's not many options for 5%. So, um, the average term is 3.75 years. You can tie it up for one year if you wish, if you just want to give it a go and see what happens. Um, but it is very simple. It's just a, a set interest rate for a set period of time. It's called a loan stock, and that's actually secured with our Community Benefit Society arm. So it's all done in a proper legal way. Um, so if people want to help the homeless even more, they can take a lower interest rate. So again, not only do we receive money, but people bless us uh, in, in an in extra way by taking less than the 5%. So the average rate is 407 so um, I've got some leaflets uh, over there if anybody wants to take any leaflets about the loan stock and also about partnering so it gives you a bit more information. Um, and then the next chart just shows you how the money comes in month by month. Um, so we're just continually, you know, grateful to the Lord and blown away by people's individual support. So you can see, for example, in, in May, um, in 2019, we got over £800,000, which is incredible. And with that money, we're immediately putting it to work. So that money, if you were to invest in the loan stock, you will know that money is immediately going towards housing somebody. Because obviously we can't afford to sit on it, because we've got to pay 5% on that money. So we've got to put it to work. And that's what we do straight away. So it won't necessarily be allocated, say, to a housing barrow, but it, it would be put to work immediately to house the homeless. Um, so just a, another th aspects of being a partner of Green Pastures is we have an annual partner conference, and so those are some pictures. Uh, we've got one coming up in October, um, and um, it, we even bought everybody an ice cream last year. <laughs> Hired an ice cream van, so that, that, that cheered up some of the partners. Um, so, and as you can see, there's about 150 people there. It's, it's just family, you know, Green Pastures is family. We're all in it together. Uh, there's no hierarchy in God, is there? So we just love each other and we just have a great time of fellowship. So I've been blessed um, to, when, when I started in 2013, I was given an area of the north. <laughs> so I had plenty to go at. And uh, so I've had an amazing time, uh, praise God. Um, so these have been some of the highlights in the last 12 months. So Handcrafted in Durham, they have a wonderful project where they get alongside the guys in a woodworking workshop and they just start making stuff with them. And these guys who have not achieved anything maybe in their life suddenly have achieved something and the self-confidence uh, goes through the roof. 
So th it was their seventh anniversary in February, so I was able to go to that. In, in, we bought this house in Aberdeen, um, which is for ladies who um, are going through a recovery and also for, um, so it's, it's part ladies through recovery and part uh, women who've been um, trafficked. So that's a wonderful project, it's an 11 bed house. <clears throat> and then we were very blessed to be able to uh, speak at uh, Helen Syrup's Hope Housing. I don't know if anybody's heard of Hope Housing in Bradford. They've been going 10 years. She's a wonderful lady of God. Um, she'd done her figures, she'd impacted a thousand people in 10 years, which is incredible. Housing the homeless in Bradford where there's just so much need. And then in Sunderland, we've got this wonderful mother and baby house. So I, in my patch, I've definitely got the youngest Green Pastures resident. <laughs> um, so I think there's four, four ladies with their children at the moment. Um, the council have, are absolutely overjoyed with what's happening because this is you know, giving these girls hope where there wouldn't be any otherwise. And then finally, in Pontefract, we've got this amazing um, project called the Saviour Trust. Very similar story to Green Pastures. Um, in fact, you know, there was a guy in the church grounds and um, the vicar there saw him on a rainy night, said, you can't stay out here, I'll put you up in my shed. <laughs> so he was in his shed for six months until he contacted Pastor Pete and said, I've seen you on God TV, can you help me buy some houses? And that's how they got started. And they were able to celebrate their 100th house um, this year, which is incredible. So this is a, um, I wasn't quite sure to whether to put this on. I wasn't quite sure, you know, what the audience would be, but um, there's two funding models that we can talk you through. So don't worry if this is um, not something you necessarily grasp today, but there's, the, the basic thing is we've got 70 partners nationwide all doing it well, all prospering, so we know it's possible. But we've got something called exempt accommodation which is a special type of housing benefit. And as long as you're providing support or care support and supervision, then you qualify. You also have to do something called uh, housing management, which is, a special, which is really what a landlord would do. But obviously the type of clients we've got, there's more intensive support needed. So some people call it intensive housing management. So as long as you're doing those two things, you qualify. What it means is that you can actually negotiate a higher level of rent and so you can claim for various things like insurance and council tax and gas and electric and water and some salaries so the project becomes much more sustainable but come but because of that uh, you're effectively doing a, a service that the council um, aren't able to do so you're doing it in their place so it's important that you would keep um, good record keeping. So having you know, up-to-date support plans, doing contact logs, uh, things like that, needs assessments and having referral forms. So there's a raft of things you, you need to be doing. Um, so there is more scrutiny, but obviously um, most partners, you know, that's what they do. They want to support people, so they want to do it well. Um, probably more focused on single people. And then the other option is to do local housing allowance, which is less money, 
but it's more simplified. There isn't so much scrutiny on the paperwork. You can house families much more simpler under local housing allowance. Um, but it does, you need to remember that the figures are that we probably couldn't purchase as high a price property under local housing allowance as we can under exempt accommodation. But that's something for the future. It's a bit, as I say, a bit of a technicality, but we could, there's lots of number crunching. Um, but that's what I'm there for, for you, you know, to give you all that support and help you work out the best route for you as a church. So these are our commitments to you. So we will raise the capital. So you, you, if you become a partner, you fill in a, you go and look at properties, and then you say, right, this is the one. We've done our due diligence. We think this is the right place. It's, it's got the right room sizes. It's near a bus stop. It's you know, not too far from town, um, not too close to town. There's all sorts of factors you might, might think about. And then we say, right, okay, and we're on the phone straight away bidding for that property. It's that quick. So we, we, we raise the capital for that. And, and we're cash buyers, so that's always good because that puts us in a strong position in a, what effectively would be a first-time buyer market. We, uh, so we help you with purchasing the property. And Green Pastures have been doing this for 20 years uh, we have all the, the paperwork, um, hopefully expertise. We're always learning, but you can share in any, every, all of our mistakes, which is great, so you don't have to make the mistakes we've made and also partners have made for the last 20 years. So you, you zoom in ahead straight away. Um, and there's this assistance in growth because, you know, it's not just one uh, property. You know, we hope that it's many more properties. So... We're always able to keep you on that journey. It's, as I say, it's not just a full stop. It's, it's, it's a journey that we're on. And then, as I mentioned, we organise and run an annual conference. That's a great time. It's 24 hours, basically, where all the partners get together, share the good stories, share the bad stories, share good practice, um, get to know each other, realise that you know, we're all in this together and we're all being faced with fim uh, similar issues because you know, we are dealing with vulnerable people and um, it's not easy at times, but we know that God's, you know, God's got it in hand. And so these are the commitments we need from you as the church. So we're a small team, Green Pastures, so um, I, I'm thankfully getting a bit more help. It's not just me in the north anymore. <laughs> but... Um, you're a small team, so I can't do the housing for you. That's what you do, you know. So you do the administration, you do the maintenance. So we need a, we need a pastoral team. So we need you to have a pastoral team, an administration team, and a maintenance team. Um, so that's appointing contractors, you know, to do gas safety checks, electrical checks, you know, maybe putting fire doors in, that type of thing. And then we sign a lease with you as the church, so uh, you pay that lease to us, and you're able to afford that lease from the housing benefit that you will receive from your residents. And then one thing we do ask, so we might be committing 90, 100,000 pounds to your ministry, to your church. So we ask that, um, 
that 10 people would sign up in your church to be something called a Good Samaritan. So that's somebody who's willing to invest, sorry, willing to uh, put in ten, five pound a month minimum um, into Green Pastures housing. So that just helps us um, grow our ministry side of things. Uh, so that's, that's all we ask of you as a church financially. So it's really just 50 pounds a month across you know, 10 people. Um, just to finish off, um, I'm very happy to take questions. Just to give you a little feel, sometimes we do things, you know, we're normally buying one bed, two bed, three bed houses. Um, but sometimes we buy a 28 bed hostel like we did last week. <laughs> so in um, Derby. Um, but this is another example that we did a few years ago in Shirebrook in Derbyshire. So this is a rundown pub. It's not been used for years. Um, I took the picture. I was able to get, have a brilliant experience of doing the before and the after. So I went, I went in, and there's, as you'll see in a minute, on the next one, there's you know things like uh, the roof was full of pigeons. Um, so it's that, sorry, that is what it's like now. And that's what it was like before. So it was completely derelict, completely run down. We got it at a knockdown price. We put the money in for the upgrades. Andrew Cunningham, our director, is an architect. So he helped Darren Jones, who was at the lighthouse, um, with all the works. And uh, if we can move on. And then we've got this amazing finish. Um, this is the worship area. The guys come down. It's a 15-bed hostel. But the guys come down in the morning to a house meeting and Lighthouse say, right, okay, do the house meeting. If anyone wants to stay now, we're going to do some praise and worship. And everybody, I've been there, everybody stays and loves it. And uh, many people have come to faith. And um, say so this is the finish, that's the dining room and some of the bedrooms. Um, and just the whole thing has transformed, not only that building, but it's transformed Shirebrook because that was right in the centre of town. Um, so, you know, transform the whole area. And this was another example. Um, I think there was uh, something like 40 um, self-contained flats for social housing that were created in partnership with Barking Council. And also there was a church, there's a church inside with a community cafe. So, um, so sometimes we even do new builds uh, we don't do more than 10% of what we do on new builds, but uh, that's something that we, we do do from time to time. Um, we've even bought churches, you know. We're, we're, we're very open-minded to what the Holy Spirit's telling us to do. So our core will always be housing the homeless, but um, we do do funny things at times. But, yeah, um, going back to what, what I was told all those years ago, that if God's involved, anything's possible. <laughs> So, so that's um, a whistle-stop tour through the world of green pastures. I hope that's um, given you a bit more information and insight into what we do. Um, as I say, it's all about the people, isn't it, with Jesus? You know, it's all about that one person in front of you making a difference. So I would be delighted to answer any questions anybody's got.